We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. And welcome back to my good buddy, Keith Smith. He's been out in the middle of the ocean, but he's back safely returning from his cruise. Welcome back, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had a blast. It was a great time. Good uh, disconnect time. We talk about a little bit at the end of the show. If there's there's a few moments, but yeah, but we had a, we had an absolute blast. It was uh, much needed and uh, uh, well uh, taken advantage of. I guess we had a great time. That's right. You know, so we are going to schedule some nonsense for the end <laughs> of the show to talk a little bit about Keith's journey. We'll talk about his inability to disconnect uh, and all of that <laughs> we'll discuss all of that stuff coming up before we get into all of our topics though happy belated birthday happy Thanks, belated man. birthday man that also you did you went on a cruise you had your birthday i feel like so much has happened since i last talked to you <laughs> yeah yeah my i'm a year older i hope i don't look it so i'll uh you know hopefully i, I still look still looking good and young and healthy and all that. But yeah, we, we had a blast. It was a great time. And then yesterday, yeah, yesterday, July 31st was my birthday. I uh, had, had a pretty low key day with, with the family, ran Bella around with some soccer stuff and then uh, just hung out in the evening and had some pizza and, you know, it's, you know how it gets as you get mm -hmm. older. It's uh, as long as you get, get kind of the, the meal you want, you, you feel pretty good about your birthday. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to go do anything too crazy. You just nope. want to have some good food, hang out with the family and, and call it that, uh, call it at that. But yeah, you, you look, you look rested, which is what you should <laughs> after, after coming off of uh, your cruise and everything and ready to go. And, you know, I think in one, on one hand, we were fortunate that, we didn't have a lot happen around the NBA while you were gone. There's a lot to talk about today, but it wasn't like every day we're just getting bombarded by huge news or anything like that. Damian Lillard didn't get traded. We'll talk more about him in just a bit. James Harden didn't get traded, but Jalen Brown did get a new contract. Now, Ron Gutterman and I already talked extensively about this, but we didn't get your take. And of course, coming from the Celtics side of things, you're going to have a little bit extra uh, to, to think about there. So what did you think about Jalen Brown getting the super max deal from Boston? Yeah, no surprise that he got the contract. It, if anything, the surprise was that it took like three weeks longer, uh, to land it than it did. We thought it might, I, you know, was pretty convinced he was going to get a, uh, get a, um, you know, super max extension here from Boston and Indy did. And th that part is, you know, again, no, no real shocker there. 
it was wondering what was taking so long. You know, why why did it take three weeks? What was being negotiated? There's no options in the deal. The trade bonus is in there. Uh, it had been erroneously reported, unfortunately, by too many outlets, in my opinion, that he was trying to negotiate a no trade clause. He was not eligible for one. That was never going to be a thing. That he was trying to negotiate on multiple option years. That was, again, never going to be a thing. Uh, that's not allowed. So um, I'm not sure where all that came from. But, you know, at this point, it was, uh, you know, um, for Jalen Brown, the money seemed to be fairly well locked in it was just was there going to be an option or not and what was the trade bonus going to be the trade bonus ended up being the lesser of seven percent or seven million dollars uh for him that'll come into play in the latter years of the extension as it though those years will be the below max years uh for Jalen brown um as you know that that'll come in under the 35 percent just because the cap growth will outpace the contract growth but all around you know kind of it is what it is, right? It's um, the big thing for me. So I learned about this kind of old school. Saw it on Sports Center in the morning. Um, the the turned, lower ticker. Yep, that's it. Uh, it. It's funny. I actually they they turned it on just as they started talking about it. Um, I guess uh, Woj or Mark Spears, maybe whoever mm -hmm. was tweeted about it, and they were just starting to get into it. And it was uh interesting because I instantly was like. That seems high, the $304 million that they reported it as. And then, so because of me, I pulled my laptop out because it was with me because I don't go anywhere without it. Uh, so I pulled it out. I did a little bit of math and I said, ah, they're doing that based on if the cap goes up to max 10%. Cap is only projected to go up a little over four, four, about 4.4%. Mm. So Brown's the real number that should be right now projected is about 288 million, 49.7 million in first year salary. So, you know, I mean, at some point it all becomes like monopoly money anyway, but I wrote about everything at spot track. I won't, you know, yeah, no, you and Ron already talked about it. People can go read my in-depth thoughts on all this stuff and reporting on it, but those are just the things that jumped out to me with Brown's uh, new extension. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I think that, uh, you know, it's a lot of money, but I like the the nuance there that you brought in about. Well, it's only really that much if the cap goes up. Because I hadn't I hadn't heard about that yet either. So yeah, so that and that was just you know, I mean, that's the games they play, right? They they the initial reports are always going to be most favorable to the player and the agent because mm -hmm. that's generally where these things come out of. And then you kind of get into it and figure it out as you go. Maybe the cap does go up ten percent. That's the number that that it hits. And if it does, great. You know, good for Jalen Brown, good for everybody else. And the one last thing I'll say is this is a perfect example for something you and I have been hammering home here for the last, I don't know, six months or so. You got to think of these things in terms of percentage of the cap. This is 35% of the cap is what he's getting. No different than what Russell Westbrook got when he got his 35% of the cap deal back with the Thunder when he signed that as one of the original uh, designated player contracts. And that that worked out to be, you know, 30, a little over 35 million because the cap was only a little over 100 million. Yes, today, does Jalen Brown have the richest contract in the NBA? He absolutely does. He won't. But, you know, it could be by the end of the week, Anthony Davis sure. could knock him off if he gets a you know, full five-year max extension from the Lakers. So, you know, we're just in a position where these things are all, it's all about timing, right? He hit uh, the, the eligibility at a timing when the cap was at its highest it's ever been. And it'll be knocked off within a year at the very latest by another deal. 
that whoever signs that deal or whoever, whomever, I guess if it's multiple folks sign it, those will get knocked off by the next one, whether that's Giannis and Jason Tatum or whoever, these deals are all going to get, you know, uh, knocked off as it goes along. That's mm-hmm. just the nature of things. And that's just the way it kind of goes. So I thought some of the overreaction, because of course I wasn't on Twitter or any of that wasn't online. I was really stuck watching the talking head shows. And as I was watching them, there's so much, you know, should Jalen Brown be the highest paid player in NBA history? You know, blah, 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 without a reference to, it's just the way this works. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. he was you know, eligible at the exact right time uh, to get it. Yeah. And whoever comes along next, will get more And you know, Anthony Davis, yep. I think he can do a three-year extension, but make it a total of a five-year deal that may yep. push him up over that, but we'll see. Davis could, he could opt out of that player option and add four years on right. that way. Yeah. If he does it now, or he could wait, you know, it, it's all, you know, subjective right do these sure. guys will all get there and you know they so will some, be very well it reminded me of day and I, I i didn't allude to the full joke when i wrote the piece for spot track but you know the movie dead dude where's my car yeah when they're ordering chinese food and the lady just keeps saying and then and then and then, and then yeah and I, and I put that in there i'm like no and, and then then and, and then right because there's always going to be somebody else that comes along there's always a bigger fish all right, let's get Here's into my car and Star Wars. That just worked two I, things. In. I like it. Yeah, I like okay. all the references. All I'm the references. Maybe I'm ready to let's, go. Let's put them all together. Um, the NBA sent a nice little warning to Damian Lillard and to his agent. Um, a lot of people were saying, well, wait a minute. But what about, don't you love, but what abouts? But what about James Harden saying he only wants to go to the Clippers? Why is that different than Damian Lillard saying he only wants to go to the Miami Heat? Why should that get a warning from the NBA? I think the difference is, from the NBA's perspective, the possible threat. Of course, they're denying everything. But the possible threat that Damian Lillard might not actually uh, fulfill his contract, meaning he won't play if he isn't traded to the team that he wants to go to, that that, the Miami Heat, that that is the issue that the NBA could really have here, and that's why this, this could have come out. Um, nonetheless, though, here's the NBA warning saying, hey, you can't do this. You can't say you just want to go to one team. You can't threaten to withhold your services here. Um, we thought this was going to get addressed in the CBA. We thought the CBA was going to have something in it about players demanding trades. And we know publicly Damian Lillard hasn't demanded a trade, although we know behind the scenes they've made that clear. We know if they publicly demand a trade, the NBA can find them, but we know that's not how this game is played. So is this just the way of the future here where if these demands start getting kind of messy with players, rather than put it into the CBA, the NBA will try to step in and dissuade this kind of stuff from happening? Yeah, I think that's where we're headed with with this. I think you're going to see the league come in more. I think the problem with this one versus the Harden one or versus any number of other circumstances, I know people brought up Anthony Davis back in the day of, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll go there. That was all back channel stuff. The Harden thing has only been back channel. Lillard's agent was quoted on the record saying, Hey, if you trade for him, you're getting a, a guy who might be unhappy. And I'm right. paraphrasing the quote a little bit, but that's the problem, right? They, he went on record saying this. Now he's trying to do right by his client and trying to get him where his client wants to be. But that's the problem. It's the same as kind of like the tampering stuff yeah. where everybody tampers. And as long as you're not egregious, like a, 
three team sign and trade involved multiple, you know, weird thing, uh, uh, deals being announced, you know, days in advance or being reported days in advance. No one's really going to jump all over everyone's case with this. When it becomes a situation of, well, wait a minute, you're openly now flouting the rules and you're kind of throwing it in our faces. That's where the league's going to come down. And that that's, I think, why the league here has said, hey, whoa, wait a minute. Like, hey, all mm-hmm. third teams, like you're fair game to get this and all agents and everybody knock it off with this stuff. We can't be doing this anymore. Like, you know, you get, you got to stop. So, so we'll see, you know, does it change anything? Probably not. I, I don't think so. I also think the idea that Damian Lillard with four years left under contract, if he gets traded to another team is all of a sudden going to be like, Nope, not coming in or going to act like an idiot. That seems a little crazy to me. So I think this is more just uh, everybody's kind of playing the game, but they're playing it a little too publicly for the NBA's liking. Um, Yeah, that's, and that's going to be the issue for, for the league. And that's why this is going to become a thing. And again, I think there was some, there was some momentum to put something official in the CBA but I think this is going to be how they'll they'll handle it moving forward is they'll just do this. But yeah. um, okay, let's talk a little bit about the Heat's offer. Now, this is according to Shams Tarania. The Heat have been preparing a trade package around three to four first round draft picks, potential swaps, as well as second round picks, a young player potentially. And it could be, I, I saw elsewhere that it could be uh, Tyler Hero as well going to a third team. In yeah. this type of situation, now we've been hearing that oh, you know, Miami is trying to fleece the the Blazers, kind of flaunting the fact that Damian only Damian Lillard only wants to play for Miami, and is just saying, hey, you will take Tyler Hero and nothing else, and you will like it, and and that's obviously that doesn't even work math wise, but yeah. trying to really get one over on the Blazers because of the situation, I felt that was getting kind of ugly. But to me, from the outside perspective, if I hear three to four first round picks. Swaps are involved. Now, not all first-round picks are created equal, and that's something that we should stress. But on the surface, without knowing the exact value of these firsts, are these top 20 protected firsts, or are they like real first-round picks? That still sounds about right. I mean, that that sounds about in the ballpark for a Damian Lillard trade. So, um, yeah, this, to me, that makes me more optimistic that at some point something's going to get done because I don't, I don't know that the Blazers could ask for a lot more unless, again, a bunch of these picks are like not real first-round picks. Yeah, my guess is they would all be real first because they just mm-hmm. – one thing is in order for Miami to offer that many, they have to push those into to further out years to be able to do that because they do owe um, one more protected pick. It goes to OKC. That's, that's via the Clippers from the Paul George – uh, trade where that kind of all got thrown in there together um, in that mix. But what's going to happen is that pick, what the Heat could do is they could basically write the language around. If we convey the pick in next year, then the next year it'll it'll work, you know, towards our favor to go this way. So I think what's ultimately going to happen here with this for Miami is they can get to the three picks themselves they could probably offer a swap in there. And then they're probably looking at, hey, if we trade Tyler Hero, we should be able to get another first-round pick. And I I think that's probably fair. I think people have gone a little too far with Tyler Hero's got no value and he's not even worth a first-round pick. I think that's a little crazy. To me, Tyler Hero's a good player. He's an efficient scorer. He can play on and off the ball. You know, he's been a good player for a number of years now. Mm -hmm. So so I, I think people have just gone too far with saying he's not good, not 
valuable. Yeah, he can't be the centerpiece for a Lillard trade himself, obviously. And then young players, I don't know what that means. You know, I you know, maybe you get a young player in the hero trade right. and you're routed. So but we're basically in the same spot we've been in, right? Miami can only go so far themselves. And then if you're uh, Portland, you're basically saying, all right, go get some other stuff somewhere else. And then we can can regroup on this. So I continue as I did before vacation. And even you know a month ago when we were in Las Vegas, I continue to believe Damian Lillard will end up on the Miami Heat. It's just on the Heat to get the pieces necessary to make that happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And at some point it's going to happen at all. And what we've also heard, and this is from the Lakers side of things, because not that they're involved in the Damian Lillard situation, but everybody's been wondering, you know, when are the Lakers going to sign a 14th player? They're not the only team in the NBA that's waiting to do stuff. We've now hit a point where the league's business is kind of at a standstill while we're waiting for something to happen with Dame, something to happen with James Harden. If something's going to happen there, maybe Pascal Siakam, a lot of players, Teams are waiting for the dust to settle from whenever this goes down. So I would expect whenever this happens, there's going to be some other moves that go down So in in the days following because a lot around the NBA is being held up by this situation. Exactly, yeah. We've got Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington. As you said, nothing earth-shattering happened while I was gone, so it's all the same names that, that are still available in free agency. But those guys are um, they're all kind of out there just kind of waiting. And at this point for all of them, it's probably either going to be a minimum deal or a chunk of an exception. Mm -hmm. So for those guys, if the money is going to be roughly the same, what you're waiting to see is does one of these teams have three or four roster spots and more importantly, one or two rotation spots to fill yes. where they can jump in, kind of be, be in the rotation and be a part of things. So, so that that's what we're sitting on waiting on now with those guys. And like you said, yeah, a handful of teams are looking at it. Cause like if you're the Clippers, if you have to do like a three for one type of trade for James Harden, then you're in a spot where maybe now you have a rotation spot yes. on a good team where somebody can come in and play right away and you can just kind of keep things moving that way. So that's where we're headed with that. All right. Uh, Garrett Temple. Signs with the Raptors on a veteran minimum deal, but that's not really the big story. Like Garrett Temple, he's fine, right? But sure. not really the big story. The Raptors now have one more player than they will ultimately be allowed to have. So roster crunch here coming for Toronto. What are they going to do? Is does this Or does this mean that they have their eyes on maybe like a two-for-one trade or something that, that could still go down this summer? Yeah, and we could see, you know, unbalanced trades are one way to get there. Straight waivers is another way, or just trading a guy away into somebody else's. Generally, at this time of year, we would say cap space. That's not really mm -hmm. existing around the league anymore. There's a very, very little cap space left. So what we would be looking at at this case is a trade that trade or just a straight waiver or a trade into an exception, right? Where, where we see, you know, something like that. So uh, Toronto, not the only team in this boat. There are seven teams that are sitting on uh, what I like to call plus roster spots, meaning they've got more guys on standard contracts than, than you can have in the off season. Teams can carry up to 21 players on roster, but by the time we get to the regular season, that has to get cut down to 18 and that is 15 players on standard contracts, three players on, um, on uh, two, two way contracts. So that's how you get to get to your 18. So Toronto right now, and it's, I'm not talking two ways in here. This is just uh, guys on standard deals. Toronto is plus one. Atlanta is plus one. Washington is plus one. 
The Clippers are plus one. The Grizzlies are plus two. The Spurs are plus three. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are plus five. So they have 20 players on standard contracts. None of those teams either have what I like to call easy cuts to make. When it's an easy cut, you look at it and say, all right, well, that's a guy on an expiring deal who's either not going to play or we have no intention of having on the team or somebody who's on a non-guaranteed contract where we just wave and move along from that. There's a couple of those in there mixed in there, but none of them are just, yeah, we make one move very easily. We're right in a roster compliance. All those teams are going to have to cut or wave trade, get rid of a player that they'd rather not uh, probably get rid of to get, get into compliance. That also means that is what? That's one, two, three, five, eight, 13, 14 players. Plus, we mentioned guys like Christian Wood, Kelly Uber Jr., PJ Washington. We still probably have about 20 to 25 viable NBA players that are going to be free agents at some point mm-hmm. because that's you know where we're going to land to, right? There's still going to be a bunch of guys sitting around when it's time for roster cutdowns and the like that don't have jobs. And there's not that many open roster spots around the league. I'll work on that. I'm working on something now where I can put, put out a tweet or so that says what everybody has open for roster spots, but there's really not that many around the league. So that's, you know, and that kind of happens every year, right? We had 58, this year, I guess, through the draft, but you know, 60 ish new players into the league every year. Yes, we have the third two way spot, it's but tough. that's only 30 new spots, and those didn't all go to all those players that came in via the draft or undrafted guys or whatever. So it's it gets tough this time of year. You end up seeing some guys who are probably still viable players, you know, losing roster spots just because roster numbers are a thing. And this is exactly why, in addition to the Damian Lillard thing, why teams that have an open roster spot, if not two open roster spots right now, don't seem like they're in that big of a hurry because they're waiting to see what happens. What are some of these teams going to do that are plus roster spots? Who is going to pop free that maybe they weren't expecting to in the coming weeks? So that's that's part of why teams are not – fans are on edge. When are you (laughs) going to fill this roster spot? But teams – are saying let's take our time and you never know who may suddenly pop up on the market and then hey guess what we've got an open roster spot so come on down yeah and i mean like so for example you you mentioned the lakers obviously right they're sitting Mm -hmm. on one but uh the celtics are sitting on a roster spot lakers are actually sitting on two uh the the warriors have a couple open roster spots that they can fill the uh uh suns are full up with standard spots but they, they still have a two-way spot. The Heat are sitting on two uh, standard roster spots, and obviously we don't know how the, the Damian Lillard thing is going to resolve. So those are some of the contenders that are just sitting on these these roster spots that we'll be able to bring somebody in eventually. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. It's coming. It'll happen eventually. Yep. Patience. Yep, patience. Patience, exactly. patience Daniel Song. And um, the older the player, sometimes they're a little more content to sign after that first week of training camp is over, when, you know, it's not quite the NFL, like the NFL, right? <laughs> but it's, it is getting more popular. So a guy like Tristan Thompson, I'm sure if he's going to catch on somewhere, wouldn't mind coming in a little bit later uh, in yeah. the process, because, you know, the reality is you, he, he's not going to go through a full, you know, training camp and preseason and all that other stuff. All right, let's talk extensions. Kawhi, the Clippers, not in a rush to try to get an extension done here. I believe it's beginning of September 
when he's eligible for an extension. He's actually eligible now, and Paul George is the beginning of September. That's what I flipped the two. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Look, okay, yeah. so, but they're not in any hurry to get this get this done just yet. And I think this is going to be, in addition to Paul George, this is going to be one of the more fascinating situations around the league um, that maybe we're not talking about enough because I don't think the Clippers want, nor should they want, to say, take all the money, all the years, here you guys go, with how frequently Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have missed games. On the same token, though, what a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, are they receptive to that? Or do they say, no, we are stars. Give us all the money. Give us all the years now. How much of an impasse is there, if if any at all, in that situation? That could certainly be something to keep an eye on, particularly with the rumors uh, that were, I guess, about a month ago now that the Clippers were you know, at least listening on the idea of trading Paul George. I think that's in preparation for what if this does go south? Not that that's what they expect. Not that that's what I'm expecting to happen. But it's a possibility. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it absolutely is. Both of them, too. Let's remember when they both got to the Clippers, they kind of aligned everything so that their contracts would be mirror images of each other, that they would expire at the same time. They both have player options for next season. So they're both in a spot where once George is eligible, obviously, they could both sign five-year extensions and add on, uh, or I guess four-year extensions and add on the uh, extra year uh, there if they decline those player options for, for next season in advance. So they would be able to do that and get get to get to those numbers. So I think it would be a, um, a spot where all of a sudden you would see um, them do that in a normal circumstance. But with the amount of time, as you mentioned, that these guys have missed and the enormous financial commitment that would be, I don't, I don't know that the Clippers are ready to say, Hey, here's 
four or five years more attachment to you guys at 50, 60, 70 million dollars uh, moving forward. I think they're probably a little bit more like, yeah, you want to do a two plus one? Yeah. You know, maybe we can make something like that work. It's also, you know, this is Kawhi, right? He's never been in a rush to do any of this stuff. He's always just kind of taking things at his own pace. We remember that free agency and dragged into you know the earthquake night and in the uh, mm. summer league and yeah that's when everything kind of went crazy with that so so we'll see you know how it all comes together my guess is something probably gets done eventually because i don't think they want to take this into hey let's take it into you know free agency next year because then no. that could just get kind of messy but you know both of those guys were very clear they wanted to play in la they wanted to be there the other la team's not really in a position to be a suitor for them, mm -mm. Uh, you know, but via signing them anymore. So if you want to play in LA, it's going to be with the Clippers. And, you know, if I was them too, I would look at me like this. They've been pretty good to us. They've kind of let sure. us do our thing. Like we don't really need to, uh, you know, go, uh, you know, running off anywhere else. It's, but this chance for the Clippers to snatch back a little organizational control, I guess. Right. Right. And we'll see if that ultimately happens. Uh, last thing we've got before our scheduled nonsense. Josh Hart still working on an extension uh, with the Knicks. I when you mentioned this before the show, I was like, "Isn't that done already?" Like I thought this had already been taken care of, but we know that Josh Hart surprisingly he opted out of his contract. Um, he had opted that kind in. of what's that? Opted in. Opted, opted in. in. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. He opted into it, which was a surprise. We assumed he was going to opt out of his deal. That was that mutual option that that Hart had. <laughs> yeah, kind of the major that. league baseball style. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting um, interesting contract there. But nonetheless, he opted in, which was a surprise. But with the idea of they would get an extension done, that's still not done. But it's assumed that it will indeed happen, and Josh, Josh Hart is going to get a significant amount of money coming his way. Yeah, and that, that's the the reporting that's out there. I believe this was from Stephen Bondi of the the. It's either New York Daily News or the New York Post. I apologize. I can't remember which one he works for, but one of the New York papers covering the Knicks and Nets and the NBA as a whole. Uh, he reported um, four years, $75 million. And that that sounds about right. We had heard something in the 18 to 20 million range uh, per season for, for Josh Hart. And, um, you know, that that's where that had kind of, you know, come together. And that's about what this number, you know, falls in that range at 75 million. So I, I think that's probably where, where this will ultimately fall and land out. And, you know, again, like most things, it'll probably get done, but a lot of these guys, they're off now, right? That they're, they're off, you know, on vacations They're doing other stuff, not to say, Negotiations can't happen. You know, most people listening to this of a certain age, I know you and I have both signed e-docs documents before uh -huh. where it's, you know, comes. You don't need to be in a room with a pen and a piece of paper. That's often for the, you know, photography moment there, right? For the for the whole uh, social media of it all. But yeah, well, we'll see. But this, you know, tells me if they're reporting, hey, this is still going to get done. It's probably going to get done. The next, they've got other work to do too. They're, they still need to find a power forward, a backup mm -hmm. one for Julius Randle. They don't really have anybody on the roster that can play that spot right now. And yeah, Randall's, I get it, right? Part of the reason why they traded Obi Toppin was he needed a bigger role. But you still need somebody to play 10 to 12 minutes a night behind Randall. You still need somebody that can cover if Randall misses games uh, with, within reason. Still got to maybe find an Evan Fournier trade. Maybe that's yeah. how they feel 
look the power forward spot. You know, we'll see if that's how that comes together. And then Emmanuel quickly still extension eligible as well. So a lot of stuff still going on for the Knicks here, even though we're into the, to, to the uh, NBA August of it all, the, the, the dead period here. Yes, it is. It is indeed. It is indeed. But you know what, before we know it, everything's going to ramp up again and we're going to be going crazy. But now we've got some time for some scheduled nonsense. Yeah, all right. First of all, before I give you any grief about your inability to disconnect, do you want to show off your 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 medal? Yeah, look at this that you're wearing. That's my that. cruise line medal right there. We did podcast listeners, of... you're missing out. That is something special. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'll hold it up one more time so everybody can see. Um, so full disclosure, shortly before we were set to go on our trip, my wife broke her ankle. <laughs> so a lot of the things you associate with a cruise, which is, you know, playing in the pools and doing the water slides. And uh, yeah, we, we were on a Disney cruise and going to Disney's private island and the beach and all that stuff. That couldn't happen. Uh, she She's thankfully, everything's going to be okay. And she's healing well already, but she's in a boot and it's not a boot she can walk on. It's it's a non-weight bearing and all that stuff. And she's on a uh, one of those knee scooters, one of those fancy deals. So, so. We didn't have the normal kind of spend a lot of time in the water uh, type cruise stuff. So we did a lot of trivia. They do a ton of trivias on the ship. A lot of them are Disney based, of course, uh, but they also did sports trivia. They did general knowledge trivia. And let me tell you, this is just one of many medals that the Smith family cleaned up on uh, in the trivia. We did quite well. Uh, my wife and daughter did really well with the Disney trivia uh, part, parts of it. I did, you know, presumably as i'm sure most would guess well with the sports trivia and i did, did they, pretty did good they do nba general. trivia there was a couple nba questions mixed in there was no specific nba all right i'll be completely honest i dominated the sports trivia i don't think most of the people are a level of sports fan that i am right that were on the ship and i think they were just kind of there to hang out in the sports bar where they did it and have beers and uh eat wings so you know it's fine but but we had a blast, man. It was great. The uh, food, phenomenal on the ship. You know, absolutely, you know, great meals every single night. Of interest to you, my friend, mm-hmm. we absolutely, my my daughter and I dominated Marvel trivia twice. Nice. Two different Marvel trivias. 20 of 20 on both of them. Uh, got every question right, and we, we, we crushed it. And on the new Disney ship, the Disney Wish, that's the ship we were on. It's about a year or so uh, old. They have a Marvel-themed restaurant. Oh, uh, there, very cool. The whole dinner is all Marvel themed and uh, it's um, all uh, the, the Avengers are, are uh, displaying tech, uh, new new types of tech. And it's all uh, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne and Man and the Wasp that are doing it. And as you can imagine, there's some hijinks that that ensue uh, core, you know, throughout the course of, of your meal. And there's a whole show component and cool. interactive components and stuff. So super cool. We had an absolute blast. We, we had a great time. It was, it was a lot of fun despite being a different kind of cruise um, than what we're used to. So yeah, we, 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 it was, it was great. Very cool. Very cool. That sounds like an awesome, awesome trip and glad to hear you were able to dominate uh, at trivia. <laughs> yes. We especially, quite- especially NBA. It's almost not fair. Like you, you know, summer league champs. That's not fair <laughs> when you're gone. When you're yeah, doing- these are questions like this gentleman became the NBA's all-time leading scorer last season, and it's like, oh, okay, if that's what we're gonna do. That's even easier. So. You're like, I do this for a living. Um, <laughs> but then okay. they mix in weird things like this cycling champ from 1975, and oh, it's geez. like, oh, I have no idea. 
you know, so, so, you know, I didn't, didn't quite dominate that as well, but my daughter though, super impressive with the Marvel trivia, like, like things that I, I thought I knew, like she was all over, which was really cool. Like, like what shirt does Bruce Banner put on, uh, when he's, uh, leaving, um, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, when they're leaving in the Quinjet, he wears one of Tony Stark's yeah. t-shirts. Do you know which band it is? Oh, that's a good question. She was all over it. Duran Duran. I was gonna, I was, that was going to be my guess was Duran yeah. Duran. Yep. Yep. So she was all over that. So yeah, I was, I was a proud, proud dad with her, her knowledge of all things Marvel. Nice. Nice. So that's yeah. awesome. And yep. then uh, I'm getting texts from you during the cruise uh about the nba and yeah. I, you you had me break nba you're in the middle of the ocean <laughs> and you couldn't access twitter so you're texting me to have me tweet stuff so, out for you so let me explain <laughs> we did have um there's wi-fi on the ship that you connect in to be able to use the ship's app on your phone mm -hmm. because we were on wi-fi we could still get i messages so i'm sitting there one night we're hanging out and I get this eye message that, Hey, this guy's signing with the Detroit Pistons. Um, and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I'm like, well, I can't really get this out. If, if anybody wants to know a little inside, if you don't help with these things, you're probably not going to get the next one, right? Yeah. You're, you're they're, they're, whether it be team agent player, whoever it is, they're not going to come to you with, with the next story. So what ends up happening is I was like, well, I can get this out through my buddy Trevor because I'd been eye messaging you a handful of times to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Mm -hmm. And that's how we get the story out there. We did get the internet one day, but for very good reason. We could not see the Women's World Cup game. It was not showing on the ship. So I paid for the internet, streamed the worst stream I've seen probably since my uh, college days when streaming was like a new thing and it was all grainy and crappy. And the only feed we could get to stay up and stay consistent was Telemundo's feed. And nobody in my uh, family speaks Spanish. So we were listening to a Spanish broadcast with a grainy, crappy picture, but we did get to watch the U.S. woman tie the Netherlands. Uh, and no spoilers if anybody was waiting to watch it later. Uh, they tied Portugal today and made it through by the skin of their teeth into the uh, that shot off the post. Crowd. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And we 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 were up this morning uh, while watching that at three this morning. The uh, that we, we all all woke up and watched, and then uh, we were good. Our plan was watch, go back to bed for a couple hours, but we're all too fired up and like, what happened? Too excited. Here? Yeah, where's our team? So, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that that that's the truth. That's the story from the cruise. All right. Well, I think that was some good scheduled nonsense. <laughs> we'll have some more coming up later this week. As you guys know, the NBA news cycle it is screeching to a halt currently. We will still have plenty of shows out and plenty of things to discuss. Um, and I know Sean Davis is going to do some stuff breaking down some, you know, power rankings type things and things like that. So plenty still to find here on the NBA for not show. Just know we may not be every single day during the month yeah. of, of August, but again, that's going to pick up as soon as we get into say mid September or so. And the season starts up again. Can't wait for it. But Keith, so happy to have you back. It's a lot of fun. Of course, back. talking with, uh, with Ron, Ron did a fantastic job filling in, but always enjoy talking NBA basketball with you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications and follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.